Good afternoon, this is Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's the 12th of July and I'm now going to run through recent developments in the markets and our thoughts going forward. Bond mad. There was really only one real focus for UK, or should I say English, investors last week and I'll do my very best to avoid any mention of it. That said, bonds did their very best to compete for attention last week with 10-year US Treasury yields falling as much as 0.2% by midweek. They subsequently recovered a little to 1.35%, but still remained some 0.4% below their end March peak, and they have now recovered around half their rise in the first quarter. So why this big decline in yields, which has caught many investors and commentators on the hop? As usual, when markets don't go their way, Strategists have come up with numerous weird and wonderful so-called technical factors to explain the fall. But these only seem to go so far to explain the decline, and fundamentals also have some role to play. The move by the Fed in late June effectively to bring forward the lift-off date for interest rates from 2024 to 2023 has been one factor driving longer-dated bond yields lower. It reduced the risk that the Fed would get behind the curve, to use a bit of market jargon, and would fail to raise rates early enough to prevent a major sustained rise in inflation. The economic data have also come in a bit weaker than expected recently, with business confidence falling back from very high levels. There is also some nervousness that the surge in the Delta variant across the Western world will hamper the recovery even if the vaccination rollout has severely weakened the link to hospitalisations and deaths. Indeed, while the UK government is going ahead with Freedom Day on 19th of July, it has in the last couple of days become a little get less gung-ho on the subject. Markets do sometimes just get it plain wrong. Most likely, just as bond yields overshot on the upside earlier in the year, they have now overshot on the downside. We believe yields will head back up again over coming months, with growth and inflation both set to remain high, and the Fed very likely to announce the start of QE tapering early next year. So where does this leave equities? Well, they were little moved last week by the gyrations in fixed income, ending down a modest 0.2% in local currency terms. And this makes sense. Lower bond yields are supportive of the higher valuation of equities, so that's good news. But on the other hand, if the fall in yields indicates a weaker economic rebound, this means slower corporate earnings growth. So the shrug shrug of the shoulders overall seems apposite. Lower bond yields have had a considerably larger impact on trends below the surface rather than at the overall market level. They've been a major reason why the rotation seen earlier in the year towards cheaper value stocks, away from expensive growth stocks, has gone into reverse. Technology, the archetypal growth sector, has been outperforming again, whereas financials, which epitomise value, have been underperforming. If yields do head higher again as we expect, the rotation to value should resume. 
and we are taking the opportunity provided by the recent move to reduce our exposure to growth stocks. Last week also saw a few other noteworthy developments. First of all, the ECB, the European Central Bank, announced it is moving to a 2% symmetric inflation target. Having previously targeted below but close to 2% inflation. While this now allows for some modest inflation overshoot, this is a smaller policy shift than the adoption by the Fed last year of average inflation targeting. Indeed, there are no immediate policy consequences of the move. Secondly, the OPEC meeting saw a bust up between the UAE and Saudi Arabia and no agreement on increasing production over coming months. The Brent oil price ended the week down close to 3% at $74 a barrel on worries that this could herald unruly increases in output led by the UAE. And finally, UK GDP disappointed in May, rising only 0.8%. Activity remained 3.1% below its pre-pandemic peak and is now unlikely to regain its level before the fourth quarter. Particularly now July looks rather less likely to be celebratory than before. This coming week is action-packed with economic data and the start of the second quarter US reporting season and hopefully should be a welcome distraction from yesterday's events. Well that's all for today. I'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice. And please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future. And there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.